For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. I will arise and go forth to the house of my father. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. House of my young. Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject, the parable of the ten virgins. This is part one of the series. In this teaching, we're going to be sharing with you on the subject, the parable of the ten virgins. And in doing so, we're going to get a big picture of Matthew in chapter 24 and chapter 25, verses 1 through 13. And in Matthew chapter 24 and verse 3, Yeshua was asked by his disciples, what's the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? And so Yeshua then, when he's asked what's the sign of your coming, the way in which he answers the question is he gives many signs, and then after he gives many signs, then he gives the sign. So after he gives the sign of his coming, then he tells a parable about his coming. And so him answering the question, what's the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? It continues in Matthew chapter 25 verses 1 through 13 in the parable of the ten virgins. So what we're going to do in examining the context by which Yeshua answered this question as it relates and pertains to the parable of the ten virgins is we're going to examine in the scriptures from the Torah what is the signs that Yeshua, who spoke with Moses at the burning bush, because we're told in Exodus chapter 3, verse 2, that it was the angel of the Lord who appeared to him at the burning bush. And this word angel is the Hebrew word malak, which means a messenger. So it wasn't an angel like Gabriel or Michael. It was a messenger of Yahweh that spoke to Moses. And this messenger of Yahweh is Yahweh and Elohim. And when Moses asked him, what's your name? He says, I'm the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And then he gives instruction to Moses to go to Pharaoh and to tell the elders of Israel that he's going to bring redemption of the children of Israel. And so then Moses is concerned about how all this is going to happen and his role in it. And then in Exodus in chapter 4, we see there that Yeshua is going to 
going to give Moses signs. And we're going to relate these signs to the sign of Yeshua that he is going to explain to his disciples and thus to us what's going to be the sign of his coming. And then we're going to relate that to the parable of the ten virgins, wherein Yeshua instructed that when he comes, he wants to find a people that is faithful unto him. So we're going to look at the requirements of faithfulness. And so that's what we're going to cover in the first part of this teaching. And so the teaching itself is going to be in several parts. So let's begin by looking at Matthew in chapter 24, verse 3, when Yeshua was asked, What's the sign of your coming, as it is written? And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, what shall these things be? What's the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? And so they ask him for a sign. What's the sign of your coming? And in Luke's version, and in Luke chapter 21, verse 7, it is written, and they ask him, saying, Master, when shall these things be? And what sign will there be when these things shall come to pass? So in Yeshua giving his answer, he's ultimately going to tell them Matthew chapter 24 verses 32 and 33 as it is written. Now learn a parable of the fig tree. When his branch is yet tender and puts forth leaves, you know that summer is nigh. So likewise you, when you shall see all these things, know that it is near even at the doors. And so in answering the question, what's the sign of your coming and of the end of the age, Yeshua said, learn a parable of the fig tree. Well, who in the scripture is likened to a fig tree? It is the nation of Israel. In Hosea chapter 9 verse 10, it is written, I found Israel like grapes in the wilderness. I saw your fathers as the first ripe in the fig tree. So in answering the question that Yeshua was asked by his disciples, what's the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? Yeshua said, learn a parable of the fig tree. But in giving his answer, he also explained to them that Jerusalem is going to be attacked by her enemies. Luke chapter 21, verse 20. And when you see Jerusalem compassed with armies, then know that the desolation thereof is nigh. And so how Yeshua answered the question of his disciples, what's the sign of your coming and of the end of the age. He gave them many signs of the sign. And he said in Luke chapter 21, verse 25, that there will be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and in the earth, distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring. Matthew chapter 24, verse 30, after Yeshua told signs 
and answering what is the sign, then Yeshua said in Matthew 24, verse 30, then after the signs, you will see the sign. Then shall appear the sign, and they will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven in power and in great glory. The sign is the Son of Man coming in clouds and power and great glory. And so in order to get a Torah perspective of the signs that we are to know and follow and understand regarding the redemption of Israel, because Yeshua, in answering the question in Luke in chapter 21, Yeshua stated this in verses 27 and 28, and then you will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. And when you see these things begin to come to pass, look up for your redemption draweth nigh. And so ultimately the sign is about the redemption of his people, which is associated with the parable of the fig tree. And so then when Yeshua gave commissioning to Moses to go to Pharaoh and to tell the elders of Israel that he was ready to deliver his people from Egypt. When he delivered them, they were redeemed from Egypt. And so that redemption and the signs of that redemption is going to be our background in order to understand Yeshua's sign of him redeeming his people, the nation of Israel at the time of his second coming. So now we're going to look at the two signs of Moses from Exodus in chapter 4. And in verse 8, it is written, And it will come to pass that if they will not believe you, neither hearken to the voice of the first sign, that they will believe the voice of the latter sign. And so these signs are going to be associated with resurrection. We're going to look at the first sign of Moses. Exodus chapter 4, verse 2, it is written, And the Lord said unto him, What is in your hand, Moses? And he said, A rod. Now, this word rod is the Strong's number 4294 in the Strong's Hebrew Dictionary, and it's the Hebrew word mateh. The Hebrew word metat means a rod. It also is associated with the tribes of Israel, but it's going to represent the Messiah. And we're going to see this in Psalm 110 verses 1 and 2. The Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. And then Psalm 110 verse 2. The Lord will send the rod, the same thing that was in Moses' hand. He will send the rod of your strength out of Zion rule thou in the midst of your enemies. And so the Hebrew word is metah or metah. We can continue to see how this metah or metah, this rod, represents and is associated with the Messiah in Psalm 110 as we read verses 4 through 6. The Lord has sworn and will not repent. You are a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. So the book of Hebrews tells us that Yeshua is the priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. 
Melchizedek. He is our high priest. Psalm 110 verse 5. The Lord at your right hand. Yeshua is the right hand. The Lord at the right hand will strike through kings in the day of his wrath. He will judge among the nations. He will fill the places with dead bodies. He will wound the heads over many countries. That's because when Yeshua returns at his second coming, he's going to be judging the nations. And so now in Exodus chapter 4, Moses has a rod in his hand. The rod represents the Messiah. And so Moses is told in Exodus chapter 4 verse 3, cast it to the ground. Since the rod spiritually represents the Messiah, Messiah was told to cast it to the ground. So the deeper spiritual meaning is this is going to refer to Yeshua at his first coming and dying on the tree because he who knew no sin was made to be sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. So Moses cast it to the ground and it became a serpent and Moses fled from before it. So Yeshua became sin for us. The rod became a serpent representing that Yeshua became sin for us. In Numbers chapter 21, verse 8, it is written, And the Lord said to Moses, Make you a fiery serpent and set it upon a pole. And it will come to pass that everyone that is bitten when he looks upon on it shall live. In John chapter 3 verse 14 it is written, And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. And so how was Yeshua lifted up? He died on the tree. And in doing so, he became sin for us. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 21. He has made him to be sin for us who did not know any sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. And so the first sign of Moses is Moses was instructed to take a rod and cast it to the ground. And this is a spiritual picture of Yeshua being the rod. And he was cast to the ground and he became sin for us when he died on the tree at his first coming. And then it says in Exodus chapter 4 verse 3 that when the rod was cast to the ground and became a serpent, Moses Moses fled from before it. Moses represents the reaction of the Jewish people to Yeshua dying on the tree. They didn't accept and believe that he is the Messiah. They fled from him. Matthew chapter 27 verses 41 and 42. Likewise, the chief priests mocking him with the scribes and the elders said, he saved others. Can he save himself? If he be the king of Israel, let him now come down from the cross and we will believe in him. So Yeshua is being mocked and him being obedient to do the will of his father to die on the tree to provide forgiveness of sins for the nation of Israel and the entire world when we repent of our sins and accept Yeshua as our Savior and Lord. Now, in Acts chapter 5, verses 30 and 31, it is written, The God of our fathers raised up Yeshua, whom you slew and hanged him on a tree. Him has God exalted with his right hand to be a prince and a savior to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And then in Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2 it is written looking unto Yeshua the author and finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. So the first sign of Moses is the resurrection of the Messiah. In Matthew chapter 12 verse 38 and verse 40, then certain of the scribes 
and of the Pharisees answered, saying, Master, we would see a sign from you. And Yeshua answered and told them the sign that they would be given. For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Now, in Exodus chapter 4, verse 5, this first sign was given so that the children of Israel would believe, as it is written, that they may believe that the Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has appeared unto you. So the first sign of Moses is that the people would believe. That first sign is the rod would be cast to the ground. It would become a serpent and Moses would flee from it. And so based upon what Yeshua did at his first coming when he died on the tree and shed his blood, it was so that we would believe in that redemptive work. And how do we believe? What do we do? Romans chapter 10 verse 9. If you will confess with your mouth Yahweh Yeshua and believe in your heart that God is raising from the dead, you will be saved. So now let's look at the second sign of Moses. Given that the first sign is about the redemptive work of the Messiah at his first coming, his death, burial, and resurrection. In looking at the second sign of Moses, Exodus chapter 4, verse 6, And the Lord said, Furthermore unto him, Put now your hand in your bosom. And he put his hand into his bosom, and when he took it out, behold, his hand was leprous as snow. So leprosy is going to represent sin. Leprosy is a skin disease. And whenever we obey our flesh, we sin. Paul said in Romans in chapter 8 and verse 8, so that they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Now, from the Sanchino Midrash Rabbah, which is a rabbinic commentary on the scriptures, volume 9, page 202, the following is explained. Rabbi Simeon, son of Yohai, taught, When Israel stood before Mount Sinai and said, All that the Lord has spoken we will do and obey, Exodus chapter 24, verse 7, at that moment there was no one among the children of Israel that had any issue. No one was a leper. There was no one lame or blind. There was no one dumb or deaf. There were no lunatics. There was no imbeciles. There were no dullards. There were no doubters. However, after they built the golden calf and sinned by worshiping the golden calf, there were then among them people that did have issue and there were lepers among them. There were were those that were lame and blind, dumb and deaf, lunatics and dullards. That's why the commandment was given in Numbers chapter 5 verse 2, let them put out the camp every leper and everyone that has an issue. And so leprosy is a skin disease and it represents sinning against the God of Israel. Now in the Midrash Rabbah, Numbers 7, 3, exile is explained to be the punishment for leprosy, in other words, sinning and breaking the covenant at Mount Sinai, that they send out of the camp every leper. And this is Numbers chapter 5, verse 2. The Midrash, or the commentary is, you find that just as a mortal king has army chiefs, so God has army chiefs, as it says, take you the sum of the congregation of the children of Israel. Numbers chapter 1, verse 2. A mortal king has of exile for those condemned to banishment. And God also has a place of exile for those condemned to banishment. As it says, that they send out of the camp every leper. Another exposition or 
expert teaching on the subject. Midrash Rabbad number 710. Command the children of Israel. Numbers chapter 5 verse 2. The rabbis explained the verse as applying to exile. Command the children of Israel as if to say because Israel has transgressed the commandments they have incurred the penalty of being sent away. That is exile. Hence it is written and let them send away from the camp. The deeper spiritual meaning sending away has the meaning of exile. As you read send them out of my sight and let them go forth. Jeremiah chapter 15 verse 1. Out of the camp. That is out of the land of Israel where the Shekinah had its dwelling presence in its camp. Now in Midrash Rabbah number 710 and continuing the explanation leprosy can only be healed through repentance. And the children of Israel did so and put them out without the camp. Numbers chapter 5 verse 4. When they sinned, they went into exile. As the Lord spoke unto Moses, so did the children of Israel. What did the Holy One, blessed be he, speak to Moses? That if they would repent, which means they had sinned, while in any of the kingdoms where they might be, the Holy One, blessed be he, would gather them together, as it says, and it will come to pass when all these things are come upon you, the blessing and the curse, and you will return and hearken to his voice, and the Lord your God will bring you into the land, and the Lord your God will circumcise your heart. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verses 1 through 6. So the children of Israel did. Indicates that the children of Israel are destined to do repentance in after days and thus will be redeemed. As it says, in repentance and rest shall you be saved. Isaiah chapter 30, verse 15. So looking at the second sign of Moses, Exodus chapter 4, verse 7, and he said, put your hand in your bosom again. And so the Hebrew word that's translated as again is Shuv and it's the Strong's number 7725 in the Strong's Hebrew Dictionary. And so Shuv has the meaning of to return and to repent to be restored. And he put his hand into his bosom Shuv again and he plucked it out of his bosom and behold it was turned again Shuv as his other flesh. So the sequence, the scenario is Moses was instructed to put his hand on his bosom or on his flesh and then it turned leprous and so the flesh leprosy represents sin and it was a prophecy that the children of Israel would break the covenant at Mount Sinai and that they would sin they would be exiled in the nations of the world and then Moses was instructed to put his hand into his bosom again and he plucked it out of his bosom and it turned again to how it was in the beginning the leprosy was gone. That is restoration. And so the spiritual picture is the initial touching of his flesh wherein it resulted in leprosy. That's the sin of the nation of Israel. When Moses put his hand on his bosom again and the leprosy was gone, the word here in Hebrew for again, it signifies repentance. It can be read as repentance. And from repentance, the leprosy was gone and the condition of his flesh was restored. So this is a picture of sin, breaking the covenant, exile, and redemption. And the redemption is going to be likened to a resurrection of the dead. We can see how the gathering of the exiles of Israel and the return to the land is likened to a resurrection of the dead from Ezekiel in chapter 37. In Ezekiel chapter 37, Ezekiel is shown 
a valley full of bones, as we read in Ezekiel chapter 37, verses 1 and 2. The hand of the Lord was upon me, and he carried me out in the spirit of the Lord, and he set me down in the midst of the valley, which was full of bones. And he caused me to pass by them round about, and behold, there were very many in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry. And then it goes on to say in Ezekiel chapter 37, verse 11, that those bones are the whole house of Israel, all 12 tribes. And then the prophecy under the bones of all 12 tribes in Ezekiel chapter 37, verse 12, prophesy and say to them, thus says the Lord God, behold, O my people. Well, that's going to conclude part one of the series on the subject, the parable of the 10 virgins. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and... Please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.